More of the good stuff. We are back today on Rookies on Rockstars, and it's um, it's going to be an amazing show. I'm actually very excited about it. We're putting together fashion and um, food. That's what we'll be talking about today. Um, it's all about motivation. Um, yes, and you're talking to me right now. I just got lost because I'm sitting on the desk right now, and uh, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And because you haven't done it in on. a while, exactly. I've been and pressing all the buttons. Exactly. And there's so many <laughs> buttons, and I'm st- I'm standing on a button that's written Garrett. So I'm like, hello. I'm sitting on Garrett's chair. So it's well, a then bit you should be in Sun City right now if you were Garrett. You so, know what I mean? You know, yeah. <laughs> no, but just to clear things up, you uh-huh. are Miss Prue. That beautiful preggy lady over there is Jade, and this other voice that you're hearing right now is Carly. So wh- what's up, and uh, welcome to Rookies and Rockstars. And yes, as Miss Prue said, since it's the first Wednesday of the month, we're talking about motivation. Hashtag motivation. We want to motivate you mm. to achieve those goals. Absolutely, guys. It's it's definitely what's needed more at the moment in uh, the South African environment. Mm-hmm. And I believe that there's enough bad stuff going on. And I, I definitely think there's enough wonderful, well, wonderful is a bit lame, but not wonderful. But like, <laughs> there's definitely enough inspiration around who we have in our country, what they're doing. And I think it's a great intro to start off by, um, I've, I, I'm like such a groupie. It's so ridiculous. I can't believe there's humans next to me on the left. I, I actually can't believe <laughs> so, it either. So I was, bad. I was so like, so that's so, making so, shot. who's Natasha? Which one's <laughs> Natasha? Just shaking everyone's head. Are you Natasha? Are you Natasha? <laughs> um, so, so to, to Natasha Sedaris, I mean, um, a face behind, behind a, a, a brand and a now live, gone live book. Um, Natasha, you are the Natasha behind Tasha's. Me. Um, so welcome. Thank you. We are very, we feel very privileged to have you here. And, and what's more important to me than the brand, um, and why us three are here and why we come back every week and I guess why you listen to what we're doing is that you and how it all came about. And I don't really think that can ever get boring for anybody because everyone's journey and story is just so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just want to backtrack. So even before you were in that space, sure. who, who, who was Natasha? Okay, so well, I've, I've been in the food business for a very, very long time. Um, I actually started uh, just after I matriculated. And I was down the road from you guys at the Fishmonger in Ravonia. Um, were you just working there as a waitress? No, my dad my dad owned uh, the Fishmonger. And I was um, I, I just matriculated in 93. And in yeah. 94, I went to varsity and I was going to do a degree in psychology actually I wasn't going to I did complete my degree so what I used mm-hmm. to do is I used to go to varsity in the in the mornings and go to my lectures and then late afternoons I'd drive here to the fishmonger and I'd mm-hmm. help him and he said are you sure this is what you want to do and 20 years ago I think I was earning one and a half or two thousand rand a month and I, I fell in love well, that, with it from quite, that's day quite a dot lot. that's quite a lot for those days it wasn't bad well, my dad's restaurant I yeah. had to get a little yeah, bit more exactly. than everyone else yeah yeah so um long long hours and um basically I've been in the food business since then Oh, fantastic. Now, obviously, your your father owned a restaurant. Yes. Um, was this something that you thought you would do one day? Own your own restaurant? No. In, your, your own franchise? Your own brand? Not at all. So, um, having watched my dad and, and having grown up with my father um, in the food business, and you'll mm. see it's in the cookbook, it's a hell of a difficult life, long hours, um, not much personal life, a lot of personal sacrifice. And, mm. and I think that I always said I would steer away from it, but it's the type of business, and I've been... Very blessed and very lucky to work in 
uh, restaurants that have been extremely busy, including mm. my own and other people's restaurants. And because of that, there's sort of an adrenaline that you that you you get addicted to, mm-hmm. and it's it's almost like a rush that you that you really um start to love working with people and sending out food and making people happy. And I think if that's who you are in your core and you want to make people happy, then working in a restaurant is probably the most rewarding thing. Definitely. Now, where did it come about to create your own restaurants and not just buy into another franchise like your father? Okay, so um, what happened was is uh, in 2001, I actually did buy into a franchise, the mm-hmm. Nino's franchise in Better View. I had been working for them a little bit at head office and I helped them open a couple of stores because um, I took a small break from restauranteering and I said, is this really what I want to do? Mm. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, and I'll go work at a head, in a head office environment. I then bought the Ninos in Better View in 2001, and one day I was driving around 2004, and I said, "Where is there to go in Joburg that's not a themed restaurant and that's not smartish, and also that's not mass? You okay. know, like part of a really huge chain." Mm-hmm. And that's how Tasha's was born. So I opened that in 2005, mm-hmm. and then later disenfranchised my Ninos in 2007, and that was the the start of of Tasha's today. And and I think what what I want to unpack with you that's mm. really cool and we we saw it a little bit earlier on before we came in into the studio with you is branding and owning your own brand whether it's your personal brand so like with with Carly for instance and her TV presenting mm-hmm. brand right through to a restaurant brand or your own company whatever mm-hmm. it is I just want to touch on what's helped you as Natasha what what strengths from a Natasha point of view have made you create the brand and what within your personality has Mm -hmm. helped you get through the initial kind of when you thought when you were driving along that road and you thought, where's the gap? You found Mm -hmm. the gap. But I think what people are struggling with is what next and then how to do it because we can get onto the attention to detail Mm -hmm. part, Mm -hmm. but what do you believe are some of what's inside Natasha? That helped the business. I, I, I think just to start with the first thing is that if you've got an idea with whatever business it is, you really got to know where you want to take it. And for me, that can start with a small idea. So you might not have this really big vision. And I think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs make a mistake. I didn't open Tasha's in Athel and think, oh, I'm going to have 10 or 15 or 20 stores and I'm going to open all over the world. That wasn't it. But my, 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 my short term goal was really focused. So I think for all young entrepreneurs out there, um, or people who want to get involved in business is to understand exactly what it is that you're doing and to be really focused and then to understand as well that it's going to take a lot of sacrifice, long hours, um, and, and you might land up doing stuff that you don't really want to do mm. to get to the end game. Mm. So I think in terms of – Like um, what? Oh, no one <laughs> wants to work 16 hours a day. Sure. No one wants Sounds to go daunting. and um, – Wash dishes and check in stock and make sure all the drinks are coming out and do all and the cash ups and the banking and the admin. Mm. No one wants to do all of that. Everyone thinks they're going to open a restaurant, sit down with their friends and have a cup of coffee. That's, <laughs> the, no. that's the perception that's happen. glamorous, yeah, you know, yeah. but it isn't. But I think just to come back to your question is really staying focused. So I knew at the outset when I decided that I was going to start rolling out what we call now a brand, which I don't even know if that's the right word. This, this, this group of restaurants was, um, I wanted to make my customers happy, serve a really good plate of food, and make sure they were sitting in beautiful spaces. Mm. And that it was never going to be mass, 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 mass. Mm. It was always going to be boutique. So if you look at Tasha's, we're 10 years old in September, and we've only, yeah, 15th of September. It's it's 10 years old. 
And, my and another thing, now that we're talking about it. the day that, after my little boy is due. Okay. So we'll have, <laughs> you'll have to send me that new red velvet and cheesecake oh, duo in the hospital. Because you will deserve that. I will right. deserve exactly. <laughs> so 10 years, eh? 10 years. And, and you know, every single day you got to get up and say, okay, today's another day. It's a new day. Yep. Uh, new day. Right and I've got to be at it, mm-hmm. at it, at it, at it the whole time. But... um. If I had said, well, I don't know where I'm going to take Tasha's, then probably we'd have 30 or 40 stores and it would be diluted. But because mm. I had a clear vision, you've got to have a vision of where you want to take it because there's a recipe. And mm. then you've got to stick to that. And obviously, you've got to maneuver as the time goes by. Mm. But at the core, you've got to know what you are. Yeah, and, and before I have the, had the privilege of these two superheroes joining me on Rookies and Rockstars, we interviewed Greg uh, Walker, who owns Wolfpack yes. in Parkhurst. Yeah. And one of the things I loved about what he said, he said, no Wolfpack will ever be the same because the word you just used exactly. was diluted. Exactly. And that's what is so unique about how different people who get owning their space and get what the experience is going to be for for the the person eating exactly. and the client and the customer did you is that what you is that what you well, want to do I think customizing the experience has become crucial crucial and mm. critical to 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 not only to restaurants any 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 brand out there has got to customize to its customer um, but particularly with my uh, brand, with Tasha's, is I didn't want it to be a Me Too brand. I didn't want it to be a cookie cutter. Mm. So I said, how am I going to make this unique and different? And I'm going to speak to the people in the area, and I'm going to look at the architecture of the building, and I'm going to customize design and menu. So every single one of our stores is unique. So we use the saying, Tessa and I, that we say, um, you know, Tasha's, all of them hang together like best friends, but they're all unique ah, in their own way. So they're like part that. of the same family. Mm. But they're all different, and that's, I think, also been um, important. And again, it's something that I decided in the early days. Very cool. You actually Thanks. asked um, the question that I wanted to ask because <laughs> Sorry. the thing is, when you think about Tasha's, there's a certain lifestyle that comes with it. It's not just about the food and the, the way the restaurant looks. Like when I go to Tasha's, it's all about how I want to go dressed there and meet the people that I'm going to see. And so I wanted always to know hot men there. Exactly. What, what is up with that? And hot uh, women. Like, hey. <laughs> My goodness. I've gone to quite a few touches, even the one in Dubai. Like, I was, well, I go there. Oh, <laughs> the one in Dubai. <laughs> no, I went past it. Why? But there's always good looking men there. There's a certain lifestyle that comes with, with touches. What I wanted to know is, um, did you have to rebrand yourself for the past 10 years? You probably started off as Tasha's and it looks different to the way it looks now. Did you have to rebrand yourself no. throughout the whole year? No, not rebrand, but you you can't also um, allow yourself to be too influenced by trends. I think a lot of things are happening in the food business and you, you've got to be pretty cautious about people are jumping on this type of ingredients or this type of thing and this type of design. You've got to know, again, what you are. Ah. I wouldn't say we've had to rebrand, no. Um, in so fact, what, you don't have a banting section of your menu? We do. We do have a, we do have a health section on okay. our menu. And, and listen, what, if you, no if paleo you, recipes? If you're doing banting, you can come and order whatever you want off our menu. Paw That's paw one with of our shaved <laughs> almonds. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Dr. Paul Paul. <laughs> it's a natural antibiotic. Did you know that? Uh, I did not, but there's a famous so, doctor in Oman called Dr. Karalis who, who tells everyone to eat pawpaws and almonds and honey and oh, yogurt. Wow. So that's actually where the inspiration came from. And, and I, I guess what, you what also. You should have bought some of that. <laughs> you should have asked me to bring some food. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and I was a touch apple now. Sorry. I know. I, I think also what really is fascinating the design um, industry yes. from from what you created and what your team have done mm-hmm. is where where do you as a human being sit 
to get so forget the brand. Yes. I'm just talking Me. about you. I know you don't sleep and you mm-hmm. don't have much time. <laughs> but I mean, where where do you sit to just get in touch with pantones and shapes and colors? Not to move the with the trends because I can see, really. Bookstores. I love going to exclusive books. Oh, Hyde love Park. it. Love it. Yeah. And I was actually at exclusive books in Sanson yesterday for two hours. Oh. And um, I used to get to do that a lot more often than I do now. But I love going to bookstores and just pulling out interiors books and food books and travel books because you get so inspired. But I think also a lot of traveling. I mean, I travel a lot. And I think that's critical to make sure that you um, are exposing yourself to a lot. I've just come back from a trip to New York. I, I leave again in June for Greece and the south of France. And then so when you do that, you, you I'm lucky enough to be able to do that, but you get exposed to a lot of things. Mm. Now, you just mentioned bookstore, and you've come out yes. with your very own cookbook. And um, you just take us through that that experience, that feeling of seeing your own pain. <laughs> That's the experience. Pain. Really? No, but what about pride? And just no, seeing it's That's amazing. my cookbook in do, the store. Do you know when it when it when you're going through the process, it's um, it's it's tough. Okay. No one. I don't think anyone really understands unless they've done a book what really goes into it because there's editing and then testing every recipe and then making sure that the photos are right. And actually, the first run of the cookbook that came out, I, mean, I don't know if a lot of people know that, but I pulled all the books. Um, off the shelves and we actually destroyed the books and uh, they went to get pulped because I wasn't happy with the quality of them. Okay. So it's, it was a tough process, but to have that book and to hold it in your hand. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it's a, it's a recording of the history of how I started in the food business. So it's, it's quite an amazing so it's thing almost like have. an autobiography. It's it like a journey. Almost, You're, and this is the, the result of it. Yeah. Will it ever go um, online as an ebook? Uh, I think so. I okay. think so. I think it will. And we're actually going to start with the next cookbook in a couple of months. When I'm back wow. from my trip um, to, to Greece, then we're going to do the next one. And, uh, can I? Oh, you no, going. No <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Just quick one. Just, just in in terms of the attention to detail, you yes. mentioned that you'd seen one of the books in in the store, and you you weren't 100% satisfied with the quality. How do you manage? It's the worst day of my life. How do you manage though? Yes. Because you also. It's tough because I can see there's a similar thread yes. in in the, uh, the the not understanding how it got to be there between between us. But how do you manage shouting mm-hmm. at people yeah. to make sure that they understand in time what the what it means to you and why that kind of quality for the first run of books wasn't okay? Yeah, it's just not acceptable. L- listen, yeah. I think in in general in the business you'll never be able to control all the elements because you're not. If I'm in my restaurant and I'm running it, uh, then it's much easier to control everything. But I, I certainly think that, you know, we've got controls and processes in place and we try and um, minimize risk and minimize uh, mistakes as much as we can. That's on the on the business side of it. Um, but I think if you are speaking the language all the time and you're living and breathing the DNA of your, of your business and when you're speaking of excellence um, – and you are repeating it all the time, then people come to understand that they can't deviate from that, that it's not good enough. So when that book came out and it was on the shelves and I went to exclusive and I was so happy and I opened it and I saw all the binding was bleeding, I immediately knew. Oh, okay. I said, well, that's it. And when I phoned... Ooh, my OCD would have kicked in. My blood <laughs> pressure would have been through the roof. When, and Jonathan Ball was amazing and, and Craft Prince who printed the book was also fantastic. But when mm. I phoned them, there wasn't even an argument because in the whole relationship that we've had, they understand that I'm a perfectionist and I want it to be right. So it wasn't even a, a debate. They said, pull it off the shelves and let's let's start again. It was in December. What is the toughest part of your job? 
Would you say maybe like firing a staff member or manager? Managing or people. Is it is managing people? Managing people is the most difficult part. It's, it's the most rewarding, but mm. also the most difficult. And it's because everyone's got a different personality. Mm. Everyone's got different expectations. Uh, my staff still expect me, out of the 1,300 people that work for us, still expect me to be a mind reader and understand when something's bothering them. And be so in a hundred places at the same time. Exactly. And then you're mm. not giving this person enough attention or giving that person enough attention. So I'd say managing people is probably... The single most tough and delegation because I, I I can uh, hear you quite a hands on hands on perfectionist but that's a good thing but delegating to me is something that I would struggle with especially because this is your baby this is who you live eat sleep breathe I only started to learn to delegate slightly I think sort of last year sure. it's been hard it's 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 required a lot of um um forcing myself to to delegate and yeah. I've had to um. I've really had to think about it. Like when I wake up in the morning, what can I give someone else to do and what can I do? Yeah. As opposed to doing everything sure. on my own. Now, ten, if you had to speak to Natasha 10 years ago, what would you say to her looking, looking over the past 10 years to where you are now? What would you say to the 10-year younger Natasha? Sure. That's a really tough question, a good one. I don't think I'd change anything. I think that as human beings and as, as, as people who are involved in business, you're mm. shaped every day by all your experiences. And, you know, if I, if I could have gone back and changed stuff, maybe I wouldn't have the result that I've got today. And I'm really pleased with where I am. Mm. I Obviously, say, I want more and I want to open If, if there's one thing the I world. would change, you know, because I'm the professional, I'd say those gingerbread men should not be near the kids' eyesight. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want them to eat their nice healthy breakfast, you know, their eggs. And then they're like, to hide them away. I want the gingerbread men. Oh, I want <laughs> Sort of like after you eat your breakfast. <laughs> yeah, no. And listen, it really is. It's so chilled and it really is for all ages. You can bring your Thank newborn you. babies along and you can bring your Oma and Opa and sit on the, the benches. Oma and it and doesn't Opa. matter which one you Why go would you to. you say Oma and Opa in the same line as Tash? <laughs> well, Oma and, and Opa. Opa. Well, but you can. We do. And that's I married an Afrikaans man. <laughs> Oh, when so I started, funny. I said I want everyone to be mm. able to come, no, and, really and it's can. for everybody, and that's that's really what it's about. And yeah. and and just just on on touching on because I think an awesome trend happening right now is experience. Yes. How are you finding? How well do you think people in this country have grasped that? I think quite well. I think um, the customer will always dictate, and the customer will always decide. I think you have to be creating an experience. You know, mm. gone are the days where you can just serve a plate of food in any type of environment. People want to come for the whole thing, the full mm-hmm. ambit, the whole experience. And I think, no, I think people are definitely getting it. Yeah. That's awesome. We, South Africans have become more and more discerning. Definitely. What do you think the next step is for Tashas? So we're opening Nelson Mandela Square. We're doing one in Menla Main, and then I think that's pretty much it in South Africa. Um, another couple in Dubai, Qatar. That'll be the Middle East and probably one in Abu Dhabi. Uh, my brother's just left for Australia, so we're probably looking at that. Uh, London. Wow. Listen, if you want me to hit Shotgun. up any one of those. No, Australia. I'll, actually, I'll take it. I won't I'll, go to Oz. No way. Yeah. They'll tell me how so, I'm going to so save the we'll food see. and what I must put a net on my hair. I'll go do London. Very strict. Yeah, I'm yeah. in London. I'll go like cruise Portobello Market. I'll be like, Oaks, pull in, Tashers. I'm in. So if you need, Come. if you need side recce's, I'm in. I'll, mm. I'll it's go. A deal. <laughs> and, and just, just in, just in terms of your nuggets, because as I said at the beginning, we've all, us three here have seen many different faces and, and businesses yes. and brands come in and out. And, and obviously our heart is after encouraging 
you with you wherever people are with their business mm-hmm. at or not even business in general with yes. where they are in their mind, mind frames. What are three crucials from Natasha that has got her to where she so is one, to this point? The one's very sounds very cliched, but it's not um, how many times you fall down. It's how many, how, how often you get up. And mm-hmm. I think my dad taught me that he he had a lot of successes and a lot of failures, but every single time he he got back up and tried again. And I'd say to to people, you 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 can't give up. Um, stay focused on your dream. Get as much advice as you can, but at the end of the day, you got to make the final decision. You know in your gut whether it's going to be right or wrong. Mm. And understand that the harder you work, the luckier mm. you get. And I don't know who said that, but it's a famous saying by I don't know who, but the harder you work, the luckier, luckier you, you get. get. And, and just, a, sure. just a little bit of a selfish question from mm. my side because um, our agencies kind of, we we tend to tentatively have been approached for portional acquisition. Yes. And I don't have that kind of brain mm-hmm. at all when that happened to you and yes. the big f-bombs came in mm-hmm. and said we're interested and this mm-hmm. is the plan who did you go to to for, guide you through advice. that process yeah uh obviously you know you get legal advice and you get yeah. financial advice and my dad was around um and he died two, two years after the deal so i think you've got to you've got oh, to get as much advice as possible and you just so you went to people you knew as well as like yes, and it took a, and it took a long time to finally get to a deal that i was happy with yeah, the terms yeah. are the terms are the beast, eh? Exactly. <laughs> okay, look at those terms. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So you basically had, luckily enough, you had your dad there who knew enough about it. Yeah. And then also went like the professional route of lawyers. You have to, and and I think one of the good things, or one of the things that you have to know as an entrepreneur, is what you're good at and what you're not good at. Mm. So don't think that you're going to be able to do everything. Because I'm shocking at admin. I don't like it. I hate it. Mm. And I'm not a lawyer, and I'm mm. not a finance person. I'm artistic and I know how to cook and I know how to build a restaurant and, I, and I'm good with people. That's my skill set. Mm. I don't ever claim to be anything else. Cause that's and you've got that psychology. I, was gonna I say, do have the psychology. Yeah, you see that if it does go a long I way. I do. Yeah, <laughs> it does. I would never have, like, it's crazy to hear how mm. people, like, what people study and then how the direction changes. So, I, mean, I think you always change. Yeah, but you can apply that to anything you do. Yes. Once you, because that basically teaches you the, the, the the wavelengths, the thoughts, the processes. Listen, it's definitely been a help. Behaviors, yeah. Yeah. Because you can suss them all out there. Yeah. Reading your minds as we sit here. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I was a major in psychology. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we, it's just, it's so awesome to, to see the face behind it and also Ooh, to know, thanks. um, you know, that it's possible. And I think that's what us three are here to do. We're here to say to you, it doesn't matter whether you are a stay-at-home mom. It doesn't matter whether you are wanting to become a teacher, build an empire, whatever you're doing, take words from Natasha and use those because that's what we're here to do. We're here to find people in this country who exactly. are doing it. It doesn't matter what the government's doing. It doesn't matter about the – don't worry about all that. That's not going to change whether you have a negative or a positive mindset. What you need to do for you is make sure that you are watching the movers and the shakers in this country, that you're listening to platforms like ours where we're trying to feed you with solutions mm. and chutzpah yeah. to go out there I, and just do it. I don't know if people know this. So I mean, I had nothing when I started. Zip, zero, nada. Just a dream. I to <laughs> beg and go to Lone Shark, which I've said many a time and I'm not embarrassed to say it, I had to make my dream a reality. Really? I had no money and the banks wouldn't look at me. Well, that's the so thing. So that, if, that gives, any, if that gives anyone the motivation, if, if your purpose is correct ah. and, and you're not after only the money and the purpose is correct, 
your you know there's a there's a there's a famous if anyone wants to get inspired they must go on to TED Talks and listen mm. to a guy called Simon Sinek and he talks about people's why and if you know what your why is and why you're doing what you're doing and if your company knows why it does what it does Inevitably, the success will come. I bought the audio at Hyde it Park on amazing. Saturday. Yeah. And you know, Gareth was yes. just there. Okay, was they, he? Yeah, he went yeah, to TED, TED Talks, Talks yeah. last week Incredible. in London. Mm. They invited him. He did a like, 12 to 15 minute session yeah. on Africa and, and what's, you know, why we are the next big thing. Yeah. Despite Incredible. the politics and yeah. the shit going on. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. <laughs> the <beam> going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, thank you from all of us. Mm. It's, it's thank so, you. it's so cool and inspiring to see that this is what's going on in our country. And I'm a fan. Um, I don't know if you picked that up. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really know about Dr. Paul <laughs> But, I mean, I just – we were at the movies on Saturday, and that's actually – after I'd spoken to Tessa, um, it's – I just – I knew that it was right for the platform because I, I always sneak past, and now you've got that bloody ridiculous – no, it's about 15, 18 centimeters high, half red velvet, half – Cheesecake. Is that a joke? No. <laughs> so I walk out there with my beautiful little domed box and I'm like, yeah, are we going home to just have this little delicious bit of that? <laughs> and the lady, and then I'm always like, and then I, sometimes I take my grand because it's just so, it boggles her mind. Your Omar. Yeah, my Omar. She is actually an Omar. <laughs> but she, she goes in and she's like, I don't even show her the price because they can't grasp that. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't understand what you're buying into. But she's just like, she sees the petty fours and then she sees the macaroon frame. And then she's like, Turkish delights in a bottle. And then I just, I get oh, so she, amped. I, I can't wait to take her back the next time because she, I just let her pick. I'm like, go, boss, gran. Mm-hmm. She loves it. So yeah, No, that's my children. It's <gasps> a problem. It's like a kid in a candy no, store. it really is. So yeah. from an experience point of view, Thank Natasha, you. it's amazing. Thanks, guys. Luck. And really people is. can look forward to a lot of our shops getting renovated now. We've just finished renovating Brooklyn, so we're constantly pushing and pushing that's and pushing awesome. to make sure that it's and that's a cookbook. It's a perfect gift. I Thank must you. be honest. No, Christmas, gorge. Christmas, gorge. Three, Christmas, and birthday gifts, whatever. And Mother's Day, oh, come on. Exactly. And <gasps> thank you to also what's important is just to say thank you to Danielle. Um, I serve with her on the Scarza board, so we sit on the Scarza board together. Okay. Danielle from Syro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just to thank her for connecting me to okay. you. Um, for, for hooking it up. And yeah, we will, um, we'll keep you, keep us posted on what's going on around the globe. Thanks guys. And, um, we look forward to hearing only good stuff. Yes. But we're just gonna stop for a little bit of music and then we will because be back. I, yes, I think a certain somebody needs a certain somebody's autographs. <laughs> so, <laughs> Starstruck. <laughs> cool guys, we'll be back now. There's an event of the ooh, ah, yes, yes, yes persuasion happening beneath your refrigerator. That would be the O'Flanagans. They are making sweet, sweet cockroach loving behind a rogue cherry tomato. As they lie spent, two tangled exoskeletons, they snack on a piece of used dental floss and pick names for the new additions to their rapidly growing brood. 127 and counting. And Mrs. O is still broody. Freaky broody. The refrigerator hums and works its Michael Bublé-esque spell. I'm going to ravage you like a piece of sandwich meat, says Mr. O, as Mrs. O rolls around giggling helplessly on her back. Bring it, Papa, she says, bring it. And he does. Right there beneath your refrigerator in the shadow of a cherry tomato. Make them stop with fast, deadly doom. It has been locked away from the eyes of the world. Chained, never to be released. But now, it wants to get out. 
Stay tuned to Cliff Central weekdays to find out how you can unleash the Jeep Renegade. Find hidden codes and videos posted by Jeep SA and you could win Jeep Renegade prizes. As well as become the person to single-handedly unleash the Jeep Renegade upon the shores of South Africa. Are you renegade enough? I'm a renegade, I just hit the ground running. Visit unleashrenegade.co.za to find out. T's and C's apply. Hi, and welcome back to Rookies and Rockstars. Such a good Wednesday morning to, to start off with people in South Africa who are really doing such incredible things with, with brands, businesses, their mm-hmm. personal growth, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. Just the movers and shakers. Oh, just so refreshing, yes. isn't it? Just. Yeah, I'm still a little bit starstruck. I'll be honest. Oh, I was joke, too. Yes, eh? right? And she's so chilled, bro. She's yeah. like. But you know what? She's, she's very head smart. And that's what I got <sighs> from her. From the word go, she knew what she wanted. So that's what I took from that interview. Exactly. Yeah. And she was like, do not steer off that. It yes. doesn't matter if people tell you that cut out teapots hanging from the roof are lame. Mm. If that's what you want in your store, you stick to it. Yep. So stick to your guns. Very cool. Yes. And so, so we're moving off delicious foodiness mm-hmm. into um, the world of blogging because I think it's become a quite a hectic buzzword, mm-hmm. hashtag trend, whatever is going on right now yeah, in this everybody country. Everybody is a blogger. <laughs> well, except well, for me. I'm ex- not yet. Except when you say that to a blogger. Yeah. <laughs> because I saw um, one of our guests who we'll be speaking to, um, Annabelle from She Said SA, mm-hmm. and, and one of the co-founders of Joe Best, um, she said, I saw her post the other day on Facebook that if one more person says, oh, I want to become a blogger so you can get cool free shit. She was like, I will actually have to punch you in the face because, and that's what we had to find out. So I mean, yes. with us in studio is the other half of Joe Best, uh-huh. Angie. Hello. Hi, welcome. Thank you. It's so good to have you here. Now, first and foremost, what is a blogger? Is it somebody that just writes article and posts them on a, on a website? Or where, where do you even post a blog? I, like, I'm really clueless. I really am. Well, there's all sorts of bloggers. So you get people who write about their lives, their mm-hmm. experiences, people who focus and hone in on very specific things like technology or music or things like that. So uh-huh. anybody could be a blogger. I know okay. Annabelle's probably going to punch me in the face for this. <laughs> but um, anybody can be a blogger, but you have to persevere. You can't start a blog, post once a month. And Where do you think, post it to? Well, there's um, different sites on the net that you can build and oh, set up a blog okay. like WordPress and, and places like that. Yes, I've, I've, I, know, I know of WordPress. Okay, okay so would yeah. that be like the starting ground? That's the starting point. Okay. Yeah. And you've obviously got to develop like what personality you're going to put out there, what is your messaging. Mm-hmm. And like I say, you've got to stick with it because a blog, like you were saying, there are lots of bloggers out mm. there. There's like hundreds and thousands of them. But if you don't sort of stick with it, they just... You're just a dime a dozen, basically. Yeah. Now yeah. you started before the whole yeah. rush and the the in thing became to uh, became <laughs> came about, should I say? Um, why did you start blogging in the first place? Well, I started seven years ago, mm-hmm. about seven years ago, and it was to basically document all the cool stuff that I liked collecting and things that I found on the internet. So it was basically like an online diary. That's how I always saw it. Okay. And if anyone was interested in reading about it. Go for it. Yeah. yeah and if and not, then don't. And your online diary is called? Uh, Lucky what? Pony. Lucky Pony. Is yours yeah. still going even though yeah, you're now? Yeah, still going. Yeah, okay. Fantastic. That, and then how often do you post stuff on your blog? Um, every second day, I'd say. Every, every second, second day? day wow. Yeah. Okay. 
Miss Prue, sorry. <laughs> What's wrong? Thank you. <laughs> when, you're, when you're on the desk, you have to have like a massive signal. <laughs> I couldn't see. I've like, been doing this the whole time. Sorry. <laughs> but I it's just okay. got so many questions. <laughs> like for, for a person yeah. like me that's trying to understand what's, what's a blog, mm. I Instagram a lot. Yes. I Facebook a lot. Is yes. that also part of a yes. blog? What, well, what is a blog? Is it just pictures? Is it words? No. It depends again on what you want to be so a lot of people write a lot on their blogs or mm-hmm. it's just photo based but what's cool about things like twitter and instagram is um they're a lot more instant okay. pardon the pun but yeah. they're a lot quicker mm-hmm. so blogs are cool and they exist and they're out there and they will be around for a long time but i mean if you're a instagram or, or you tweet a lot mm-hmm. and stuff i would say it's an extension of blogger. that and it's well, it's an extension I'm a of blogging. blogging. Yeah, <laughs> you're an instant blogger. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. Very exactly. Yeah. Hey, I should start a new app. <laughs> Insta blog. <laughs> now so you cool. sound like Vince Vaughn from Google when he's like, "No, no, guys, like, yeah. inst- like an instant picture," and they're like, "Yeah, dude, it's it Instagram. Instagram." And he's like, "No, no, no," but they're like, "Dude, <laughs> it's Instagram. <laughs> it's already there." <laughs> yeah, and and so I guess also Angie, we. We make light of it, but I mean, mm. I really do think there is a, not in an arrogant way, but there is a clear line between the good and mm. the, the novices, novices, entry level, eh? Novice. No, novice is really, really good. I always get confused by the word I novice. I get confused by it too. Amateur. Yes. Okay. So novice. So okay. you get the novice bloggers and yes. then you get, you know, I remember, I think even when I was, um, at plate, how old is Miss Lucky Pony? About seven years. Yeah. yeah so no. I remember being, I had just, I was a junior brand manager at Playtex and I'd just mm-hmm. seen, we were kind of trying to connect with this whole, it was very, very quiet then. PR mm, yeah. wasn't as focused to bloggers Big as time, it is today. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so what's interesting for us here to find out from you now mm. is how have you found the blogging kind of trends and communities and ways they're doing things have shifted or have they, haven't they? Um, with regards to um, PR companies and places like that relating to bloggers or just okay, bloggers no, so in just, general? Yeah, so both, I guess let's touch on both. So in terms of in general in this country mm-hmm. and globally? Or, or Well, I mean, globally, like bloggers overseas, it's sort of getting like that here, but bloggers overseas, people make huge livings out of it. They're almost like celebrities. They get invited to things. They produce their own lines, clothing lines. I think the top blogger in America last year, I could, this amount could be wrong, so don't mm-hmm. quote me, but I mm-hmm. think she earned something like $8 million in, wow. the, in the year. I think she's called... I'm doing something wrong. Fashion guys. salad, Dude, I like think. Fashion? Fashion salad. What? Wow. I think, it's, oh. I think she's called fashion... Oh, I, um, the model. She, the blonde. She's blonde. But I think uh, Annabelle will actually. Uh, cool. Let's sorry. Let's say hi quickly it. to Annabelle. Yeah, yeah. let's. Annabelle, are you there? Hi. Hi. <laughs> hi, Annabelle. Welcome to hey. Rookies and Rockstars. What's up? Thanks for having me. From so you in Cape Town? Yeah, I'm in Stellenbosch at the moment. Oh, nice. Wow. A little trip um, called Stellenblog, and um, I'm going around discovering all rad places to blog about for Joe Best and GZ. Oh, fantastic. Aww. Wow. And you called it Stella Blog. 
A Stellan blog. Like Stellan blog. That is so blog. cute. I know these two are a joke. It's like when you follow them and you see how clever they are together. You must uh-huh. see their shoots. <laughs> Annabelle still had purple hair at the time. I think it's changed mm. now. You never quite it's know. It's changed, yeah. But um, you must, it's, it's so unbelievable. Sorry, Annabelle, the reason why we also wanted to ask you, what is the blogger's name? Fashion oh, salad uh, blonde. No, she's, she's called the blonde salad. She's yes, sorry. Italy, but she lives in the US now. Yeah. Wow. Yes, I follow so, her. The, the, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, um, Annabelle, is you can actually make a living of being a blogger, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's like anything. We have a service to sell, and mm. like Angie and myself are quite good at telling stories. So we help people tell stories that aren't on billboards pretty much. So, you know, it's just like a service that we offer. So how does one make the money? Does an advertiser pay for space on your, on your sites or how does it work? I think, um, more, the more traditional kind of way is at like an advertising banner or something like that. Okay. But what we try to do is we offer brands campaigns. So for instance, oh. we had a brand come to us and say, okay, we want you to talk about these jeans. And we said, okay, cool. We'll do it. But, We'll do a whole shoot. We'll do a giveaway. We'll do so. You're still talking about the product and the brand, mm. but you're doing it in a way that people actually want to interact with. Okay. Are South African brands starting to trust bloggers in um, SA? Are they starting to trust that you guys are doing a good job to a point where they actually start paying you? Because I know blogging in South Africa is not as big as it is internationally. No, it's not. No, I mean, it's, it's not. And, um, I think there's still a lot of work to go. I mean, Angie and I work together all the time. Oh, hi, Angie. I didn't say hello. Hi. <laughs> um, hey, co-founder. Um, <laughs> so, um, we, we work together a lot and, um, we liked, we've kind of set a standard that even if it's not a ridiculous amount of money, like we like to be paid for our services just to set that standard and, Kind of set it up for the rest of the bloggers in, yeah. in South Africa. I think if you, if you, um, were listening earlier on, um, Natasha of Tasha said, you've got to ask the question, why? Why are you doing it? So if you're mm-hmm. in it to make money, mm-hmm. then it's for the wrong reasons. If you're in it yeah. to write very creative pieces and go about a way of, you know, covering it and giving it your honest opinion, um, and just exploring as, as, as you guys are doing, um, exploring Joe Best or Johannesburg's Best or Stellan, Stellan blog. Um, and if you do it in a creative way and you stay true to why you're doing it in the first place mm. and it's not about the money, then that will follow, that should follow soon. Yeah. Um, I think like Angie started her blog, um, a little bit, uh, she's been going for a little bit longer mm-hmm. and I've been going with, she said for, I think it's about two and a half years now. And what I think what sets us apart and a lot of other bloggers sets us apart from kind of everyone else who has a blog is that we didn't start it for free stuff or money mm. and things like that. We just enjoyed it. Like, Don't lie, Annabelle. We know you're okay. shallow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody loves something free. <laughs> No, we, I think that it, I think that is what's unique about you guys. And I think, you know, when, when we as the people following you or kind of checking out trends on blogging, um, it's, it's really cool. And I, I guess I'm lucky enough to understand content and how you do differ. But for the, for the like natural kind, the average Joe who's following you too, it really is awesome to see, to see what you get up to, especially what was the whole Puma vibe? What did you guys do with them? Oh, um, we did, um, some Insta walks with them. Oh, yeah? Cool. 
Um, so basically, we approached Puma with an idea. So like Annabelle was saying, instead of just doing a generic sort of ad, mm. uh, we approached Puma and uh, we wanted to do something that would put their brand out there, but not in a very like obvious and in-your-face way, in a... Because they also want to be like part of the community, yeah. but in a cool way. Organic. You know? uh. And also to, it's also an awesome way to explore your city and not have a logo popped onto every mm. single photo that goes out there. And mm. what's cool is nothing is forced. No one has to take pictures of shoes or anything like that. We do these Insta walks. We go to different parts of the city and we explore and we just have fun for the afternoon. And that's it. There's... That is no such pressure, a great idea. Nothing. Wow. Yeah. And that's they've amazing. done super, super well. Now, I've got two questions for both of you. The first one is, did either of you study creative writing or journalism or anything like that? Do you have like an English qualification or writing background? Mm-hmm. Annabelle, you can start. Um, I, Cliff Central's pretty like open with saying whatever you want, right? Totally. Like, well, well, to a degree. Uh, Just no, no, not the no, F-bomb. No, yeah. So I, I always... Um, I studied philosophy at varsity, so yeah. I said I, I always say I studied to be a stoner because I don't know what like that a stoner's is. okay. <laughs> stoner's yeah. You could say that. <laughs> um, but um, so I, like just from there, uh, it, there was a lot of writing involved, and in your English had to obviously be of a certain standard. Mm-hmm. And then you know uh, I have a very good friend Nicole Olbach, and she's an amazing photographer, and she encouraged me to pick up a camera and then the two just came together. So I didn't actually study anything creative really. Okay. And and you Angie? Oh, I come from an advertising background. Okay. So I started off as a copywriter and then halfway through I started my first job and they realized I was better with visuals because I like taking photographs and things like that. <coughs> mm. And my company actually offered to let me swap and become an art director. Oh. I was like, yeah, I'll totally take that and Yay. Well done. Yeah, it was awesome. Is there a technique that you guys use to take pictures? Because your pictures are so different and so amazing. Oh, like you. I could I could be sitting and take a selfie of myself. It's going to look bad. But when you guys take it, it looks... <laughs> there's some aerodynamics to it. Is there a certain way that you take a picture? Oh, it's thanks to filters. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Besides, Besides the filters. filters. Besides the filters. Um, I think we just... We take so much time with everything yeah. that we do. Yeah. And... Um, it's never like if we go to a restaurant, we'll take like 150 photos just for, for the Are one thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we I'm like, that we're bad too. Perfectionist. <laughs> and I, uh, but I think that kind of ties into having Natasha here earlier in, in that that's what will, that's what will get you guys the commercial mm-hmm. elements of what you do. Mm-hmm. So your purpose and what you're doing is so real in terms of wanting things to be right mm-hmm. and wanting things to look, you know, either a she said way or a Miss Lucky Pony way mm. or a, a, a Joe, Joe best, best way yes. that you're sticking to your guns. And that's, that's awesome. So just how I, I'd asked um, Angie and you can both answer. I just want to go back to the blogging question because mm. I think people are very intrigued by this blogging, um, you know, phenomenon that's now breaking as it should have probably four years ago already here. But how are you guys finding the trends have changed over the last five years? I think we've lost. Um, oh, sorry. oh no, I'm here. Oh, oh. oh sorry. I was just thinking. <laughs> um, she does <laughs> think. She just told you. She, she's she on takes the, her time. And it's Capetonian <laughs> air or something. Yeah. Stellenbosch Stellenbosch air. blog. <laughs> um, I hope you're so, not stoned. Jokes. No, 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 I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> jokes, um, jokes. Um, the I think it's changed in 
I think to answer that question, you have to look at uh, the um, digital landscape as a whole. And the whole landscape has changed more towards storytelling. And that has allowed bloggers to kind of come in because there's only so much brands can do on their Facebook pages and et cetera and et cetera. And at the end of the day, people have stopped believing what brands say. Like there's only so many times you can say buy these pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. But if if your friend, best friend says buy these pair of shoes, you know, you'll listen to them mm-hmm. rather than the brand. So I think it's changed. I think it's, is just kind of a global movement that kind of blogging is fitting into. Um, I think there's still a way to go specifically in South Africa. Um, just with kind of recognizing people, the level of content. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think, uh, in a, if you ask that question, maybe next year it'll be a completely different. Can I ask um, you guys a question? Um, yes. Who is your competition right now in South Africa? Who's we don't your, have your any, rival especially with Dobis. Well, I don't think so. I agree with Annabelle. I don't think we have competition. None at um, all. Not with regards to Joe Best. Mm-hmm. With our personal blogs, there are quite a few mm-hmm. other really cool blogs out there mm-hmm. that have also been going like quite a while and are also very particular about what goes on and quality control and all of that. But Joe Best, no. Let's go check it out. It's really awesome. No, I have. I have. It's quite good. And and we're so so glad you give it the quite good nod there, Miss Prue. (laughs) It's amazing. I was on it just now. It's it's really good. And and just, Angie, from your side, in terms of the blogging trends, how are you finding it shifting or changing? It's shifting, I think, in that um, brands and clients are paying us a little more respect. So a couple of, even like last year, People, PR companies and places like that literally mail you and ask you to put stuff up for free as if you're going to phone a magazine and say, hey, can you run this ad <laughs> on um, the front page or whatever? Yeah. And yeah, we're not paying you anything. And then when you go back to them and say, cool, but we want so much to do that, you don't hear from them again. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it's super rude because yeah. it's an extension of advertising. And yeah. like Annabelle was saying, you have a more um, concise and unique audience. People... They honor your opinion and they respect your opinion. And I mean, if I'm going out and saying, I love Puma shoes, do you know what I mean? It's like, like Animal was saying, it's like, you're endorsing it for free. So surely there should be some sort of. Well, no, no, no. What I'm trying to say is, um, it's a genuine expression of like what I like mm. or my opinion. Mm. And what if you don't like the, 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 the product? We don't. Post and I then. never do anything that we don't. That's, um, just nev- so that's never negative. That's blog. the mind frame that shifted. So let's say, for okay. example, no. Cream B is sending Annabelle yeah. and Angie cream and saying, cool guys, this cream is like UV 15 and amazing. And we just want you to show everyone and direct mm. them to our website. Yeah. If they don't believe in then that product, either yeah. one, they don't blog about it or two, if they really do and they see potential in creating some kind of customized content Unique plan, content, yeah. then they'll say, okay, guys, we're willing to do it for 5k. Okay. And that's what's changed. Now brands are like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, actually, let's create a partnership. Okay. I think also to, sorry, to add on to that is that, um, obviously Joe Best is completely travel related. It started in Johannesburg and now it's mm. branching out to the rest of South Africa and the world. But, um, the, our blogs, we wouldn't, like, it's not like Angie's suddenly going to start speaking about, I don't know, like, Cars, for instance. I mean, just as a random example, just because that's not what she speaks about. So it has to be authentic. So if we don't use that cream or have no, like our readers wouldn't be interested in it, there's no point in doing it, you know? But don't you find some bloggers, Annabelle, 
Oh, I mean, I, so it's hard. I've got to be very careful because that's what I do. So a, a small portion of Jawbone is PR because I love it. I love the editorial side and I love the victory of like cracking codes with you guys and getting you to do stuff at your own will. But I mean, how it's quite hard because like how do we – it's not every single blogger can be paid. So like from your guys' side – what is the coolest way to to approach you and and to communicate with you and to know that we do get it? Because I know from both ends, I know some PR companies don't get it and then I know some bloggers don't get it and they just bloody post anything, anything. whatever. Yeah. But it's quite hard because it's a crucial relationship that needs to be like nurtured. Mm, I think, I mean, I think uh, Angie would agree with me when I say this is that like we understand – that, I mean, obviously some things we insist on being paid for, but we started our blogs not to make money out of them. It just happened. It's a it's result evolving, of our yeah. blogs being good. Mm. And, um, I think a, a, a lot of, a lot of people, um, kind of don't really put much thought into an experience. And if you give someone an experience, mm-hmm. that's worth more than like anything. And I think if like PR agencies and stuff are looking towards that and Angie and myself have actually started a company that does that. We we find the right bloggers for them. We offer mm. experiences, awesome. even if you can't like afford, you know, always afford, afford to just, pay for it. Yeah. Oh wow. And how how uh, do you guys feel? Just a quick funny question at the end. How do you guys feel when you see bad grammar in an SMS or an email or a tweet a or somebody or on else's a blog. blog? How do you, how do you guys feel? Cause I mean, you both, you, you're very passionate about your own pieces, but how do you feel when somebody forgets <laughs> punctuation or does a spelling error? Jeez, I get more upset about blurry photos. How can you not see if your <laughs> photo mm. is it's in focus? Yeah. I mean, come on guys. Yeah, yeah, I think so, control. Yeah, it's probably a bit of both. Yeah, it's a bit the, of gr- both. the grammar annoys me because there's literally a program on your computer that does that. <laughs> so, so girls, we're out of time, but I, we just want to say from us three, like, you know, to see the authenticity that comes through both of your brands and now Joe Best, um, I, I think it's so awesome. And I think your whole little clan, cause I know there's musos and, um, we, we, we were actually, we didn't know each other just then yet at, at Matt's, um, engagement party, but mm-hmm. it's so cool to see how the creativity is oozing out of, um, of, uh, you know, a whole, massive community in Joburg and South Africa and we just want to encourage you to keep going and to stay true to the authenticity of what's being put out there because it I think it's going to it's going to be what will allow blogging to stay true to blogging and not just become this commercial stuff so thank you for for your time both of you and we'll we'll okay. definitely keep keep our eyes out at Joe Best and both yes. of the other blogs thank you and um yeah, if you need anything from us, just let us know. But keep on blogging. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no awesome. trucking. Just keep on blogging. <laughs> Thanks, cool, girls. Thanks, rock guys. stars and rookies. We're out of here. Oh, my cool. gosh. Rookies and rock stars. Rock stars and rookies. <laughs> cool, girls. We'll be back next week, Wednesday, 10 yes. to 11, mm-hmm. keeping you motivated, inspired, and doing cool stuff to make your hearts happy. Ciao. Bye-bye. Miss Prue, thanks for pressing all the right buttons. Cliffcentral.com